0: Thanks for tuning in to Inspiring Women. I'm Laurie McGraw. Please subscribe because this week and every week, I'm speaking with incredible women who are making an impact on the world. And as they share their journeys, I hope you are inspired as you forge your own way ahead. This week is Leanna Clark. She's the CEO of the Girl Scouts of Colorado. Now, you might be thinking cookies or campfires or crafts. It's all of those things, but did you know that the Girl Scouts is the premier leadership development organization for girls? What an important time. The CDC is telling us that three out of five girls are feeling sad or hopeless. This is terrible. And when you hear from Leanna and talk about what the Girl Scouts is doing as one of the things that can help in this terrible sadness that girls are experiencing, you will be inspired. She's talking about programs, opening up the first-of-its-kind dream labs here in Colorado, a physical space where girls can learn everything there is to be a Girl Scout and more. So tune in every week. Please subscribe to Inspiring Women, but now let's hear from Leanna Clark. This is Inspiring Women. I am Laurie McGraw. Today, I am delighted to be speaking with Leanna Clark. Leanna is the CEO of the Girl Scouts of Colorado. That's 22,000 members strong and very exciting to talk to Leanna because not only is she the CEO, but she just launched something really exciting in Colorado with Dream Labs, which we're going to be talking about, but a little bit more about Leanna. Um, She has 25 years of business experience. She has founded or organizations led them. She was at the University of Colorado where she led communications and she's pretty well recognized. She has been um, awarded as one of the top 25 women um, in Colorado. She is a twice awardee of being a power book recipient and a whole host of other things. Leanna, thank you for being on Inspiring Women. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Great. Well, I didn't, as I said, I didn't have green to wear, but I did brush up on my Girl Scout um, promise. Kate, who is our producer, she said that she was a troop 8425 in, um, in Iowa. So we have a lot of Girl Scouts history here. But Leanna, why don't we get started with you and just, you know, day to day, what does it look like for you to be the CEO of the Girl Scouts of Colorado? Well,
1: first off, the fact that all three of us were Girl Scouts holds true for the adult population in the U.S. Um, typically, one in every three adult women was a Girl Scout as a girl, and I have enough green for all of you, so, <laughs> so don't worry about that. Um, I have been a CEO of Girl Scouts of Colorado for almost three years now. Um, I started in the midst of the pandemic, so um, every day tends to be a little different, which is which I love, and. Uh, leading this organization or any organization during the pandemic is, um, is especially interesting and challenging. Um, so on a day-to-day basis, uh, um, we are a statewide organization and we've been primarily remote from a staff perspective during the pandemic. Uh, so a lot of Zooms, a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, One thing about uh, a learning during the pandemic is that in some cases, this has really broken down our silos within our staff of Girl Scouts of Colorado since we are statewide, so communicating this way, while it's so much better to be in person, has broken down a lot of barriers, so um, I'm on uh, different meetings with a lot of my staff, most recently because we did open the Dream Lab, I'm I'm there quite a bit, Um, I'm meeting with donors, um, my favorite part of my job when I get to do it is being with the girls. So uh, when I when we have events that girls are at or during cookie season, when I spend uh, my time popping over to Girl Scout cookie booths, interacting with the girls is the absolute best thing that I do in any given day for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to talk about that. There's so much happening sort of like in the space of young girls, whether it's teen depression and the like, and I'm sure you have a lot of perspectives on that. But before we dive into any of that, Leanna, why don't you give us a little bit about your background? So three years at the Girl Scouts, but before that, you know, a bunch of time as a business leader, as an executive. So what brought you and got you to eventually the Girl Scouts leader?
1: Yes. So I started my career as a radio and then television reporter. Um, I lived in Nebraska for a number of years um, in small market TV, where I did a little bit of everything from reporting to anchoring, um, even the sports desk, which, if you know me, you know, is a stretch. Uh, So I started out that way. I was trying to move back to Denver. This is my home. Colorado is my home. I grew up here. Uh, So moved back to Denver without a job. found my way into public relations and marketing and I think um, how I found my way into that tends to be a theme for my career and that I have often taken jobs that are a stretch for me that I really didn't have all the preparation that I should have for which I think is something that um, women sometimes struggle with Um, we tend to not go for a job unless we check every single box Um, and early on I started going for things that that were a stretch um, and were challenging for me and I found that um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed taking those risks and learning new things <clears throat> and doing things that I hadn't done before. So when I got into PR and marketing, um, uh, I did so through a friend of mine who had been a professor of mine at, at CU Boulder, um, who got my foot in the door at Colorado Ballet. So I started out in nonprofit communications. Um, from there, made my way to agency, um, another relationship that led to a job at a an uh, PR and marketing firm. And I loved it. I loved the diversity of the agency environment, where you're shifting gears constantly, learning about different industries. From there, I went to another agency, and then ended up um, owning my own agency for about 10 years uh, with about 30 people on staff, largest in the Rocky Mountain region. And there, I really honed my business skills. Um, I think uh, you don't really know uh, all there is to know about business until you've had to make payroll, um, and that is something that I learned a lot from, and just um, leading folks and Leading a uh, staff that tended to be young women. Um, so from there, I, I absolutely loved that. Um, from there, I um, made a shift and uh, took a role at an international nonprofit called Project Cure. They're based here in Denver, and they provide medical supplies and equipment to developing nations.
0: Mm-hmm. So...
1: Um, I helped them uh, stand up a, a division called Philampo Travel, where we were reaching out to business and community leaders to take them with us to developing nations to show the need so that they would um, give, give money, give resources t- toward addressing that need. Um, I fell in love with the country of Cuba. I, I visited many countries, but Cuba became sort of my, um, my second home. Uh, I've been there eight times. Um, And the learnings from that, just the the struggles of that nation and the resilience of those people was really meaningful to me. Um, I did that for several years. My kids, I have twins, were young at the time and the travel became just um, a bit more than I could continue to do. So from there, I went to the University of Colorado where I was a vice chancellor uh, doing marketing communications, community outreach for about 10 years. So I, I think another theme is that until this job for Girl Scouts, I had not applied for a job since my very first job. Every single job was relationship-based, was somebody opening a door, was me walking through that door, was connecting the dots between people I knew, um, which I think is just a key learning um, in anyone's career is to cultivate those relationships um, because that is really um, how I can say that, I, that I've um, gotten to where I am today. Um, Leanna, for- what do
0: you you know, in terms of that career bio sketch, you know, the the areas of communications, marketing, uh, travel, in terms of the type of business that you built and ran, those don't often correlate directly with the chief executive job, which yes. is really terrific. So what are sort of those skills that you learned along the way that really prepared you, you think, for that chief executive's most senior executive role?
1: Yes, and I do think Communications is so important and it's it's often not as appreciated as it should be. Um, one of the things that I think helped me stand apart in, in leveraging my skills to become CEO of Girl Scouts of Colorado um, is those relationships and the ability to make partnerships. Um, so one of the things that I I really enjoy and think I'm 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 good at is finding like-minded organizations or different um, partnerships, corporations within the community and putting them together to create something better than they would be individually. So Girl Scouts was at, of Colorado was at a place when I joined where they were looking to really amp up their visibility. Um, Girl Scouts, when you think about Girl Scouts, you can think about some of the things of Girl Scouts past. We're very proud of our legacy, but, we, we needed a bit of a refresh, so I think they saw me as someone who could come in with a lot of connections in the community, with energy, with the opportunity to create new visibility for Girl Scouts of Colorado, so communications often equals that visibility piece which is just so important, and for me. Everything I've ever done has sort of felt like I'm leading to this place because I've always been passionate about, um, about issues surrounding women and girls. So to be able to do something that specifically helps women and girls and leverages the, that skill set that I brought to the table is, is really um, just sort of career nirvana for me, so to speak. Well,
0: also how you sort of like, you know, took advantage of what's available to you and then applied it towards sort of like a next level, significant step up in responsibility impact all those things and I love what you said about relationships because you just never know yeah. where the next thing is going to come from and how to cultivate and take advantage of those okay let's move to the Girl Scouts so you know no joke um I sort of you know the remember remember the wayback machine show, sold my fair share of cookies as did Kate our producer but um Girl Scouts is a lot more than cookies and it is the premier girls organization um that is out there and so why don't you just tell us a little bit about the Girl Scouts? Um, what you want people to know that they probably don't know about the Girl Scouts organization?
1: Yes, and you're right. Folks tend to think cookies, campfires, and crafts when they think Girl Scouts, and we do all of those things, and we embrace all of those things. But at our at our at our core, Girl Scouts is really the premier leadership development organization for girls, where girls learn by doing, surrounded by other girls, and with the guidance of supportive adults. So everything we do in Girl Scouts is girl led. So that means girls are driving it. They are taking charge and that helps them build confidence, build self-assurance. They are doing things, learning new things, taking risks. They're digging into STEM. They're going on amazing outdoor adventures. Um, They learn how to advocate for themselves and for others. They learn what healthy relationships look like all of that within Girl Scouts. And it's really a chance for them to learn and grow and stretch themselves in a safe and supportive environment. And our girls, they know they can do anything they put their minds to. So all of that comes together to helping us build them into the future leaders of tomorrow. And that's really what our girls are.
0: How many Girl Scouts are in the organization today? How many girls do you want to be in the Girl Scouts Genius. organization? Again, I think, you know, in the Wayback Machine, um, everybody was a Girl Scout. I don't know if that's the same today. And you said you right. were there for a refresh, you know, as you started to lead the organization. So what's the uh, numbers?
1: So in Colorado, pre-pandemic, we had about 20,000 girls across the state. That dipped to about 12,000 in the in the depths of the pandemic. Like everyone, we saw we couldn't get together in person. And it, we are such an in-person organization, even though we we instituted um, you know, Zoom and other sorts of ways to get together remotely. We have built that back up to 16,000 girls. I'm hopeful that we'll get back to that 20 within the next year or two. Um, We would like every girl in the state of Colorado to be a Girl Scout, or at least to have the opportunity to do so. I know that for my own daughter, she really credited Girl Scouts with helping her build that courage and confidence and character that uh, helped her become a class president in junior high, that helped her go on to, to who she is today. And I'd love for every girl to have that opportunity. I think Girl Scouts is really a great equalizer that way. Um, We try to make it accessible for everyone, every single girl. If you look across the nation, there are about a million Girl Scouts across the nation and two million um, worldwide. So Mm -hmm. we are still going strong. Um, I think a challenge is that there's so many other things tugging at girls today, especially when they hit that middle school, high school age. They've got sports. They've got, you know, academics become so much more. So we tend to lose girls at those times. So we're really trying to do more to be relevant to them at those times to ensure that they continue to want to be a part of our sisterhood of support.
0: Yeah, and their phones. And we're going to talk yes. a little bit about some of the other sort of like social influence factors, which are really hurting, you know, in aggregate girls' confidence and depression and things of that n- nature. But, Leah, the reason I reached out to you and wanted you so much to be on Inspiring Women is because of the exciting announcement coming out of the Girl Scouts of Colorado of the opening of the first of its kind, but not the last of its kind, Dream Labs. So this was opened on March 12th. You sort of cut the ribbon um, for this new physical space for the Girl Scouts, no longer just libraries, church basements, or any spaces um, to meet, but actual physical location. So tell us about the Dream Labs.
1: You are exactly right. The Girl Scout Dream Lab, the very first in the nation here in Denver, is a physical space where girls can experience everything it means to be a Girl Scout. So they can learn new things, try new things, make new friends, build their leadership skills. It's a physical space that's designed for and by girls. So when you walk in, it's got an indoor climbing wall, It's it's got a retail area, it's got a STEM area, it's got a little mini campsite. So it's everything Girl Scouts in a physical space. Um, The benefit for our members and our volunteers is that you're absolutely right. Girl Scouts happens at the troop level. So our girls and troops are meeting in church basements in libraries. And those are it's great that the community offers up those spaces, but they're harder to find in a post-COVID world and they're not designed for and by girls. I was talking to a troop leader the other day who basically carries a wagon in the back of her SUV. That she puts all of her Girl Scout stuff in to go to a troop meeting because they're meeting in a church that doesn't have anything that they need. Mm -hmm. So when she walked into the dream lab, she was like, oh, my goodness, this is going to save me so much time and energy. They work so hard. So for our troop leaders, it takes a big weight off of them. For our girls, it makes for a more consistent experience because this space is designed for Girl Scouts and Girl Scout programming. And it's going to let them experience so many new things that they, they hadn't experienced before.
0: Well, I poked around on the website. I saw the podcasting lab yes. and like the other, you know, sort of cool things. And since it is in Denver, I can't wait to actually physically go visit there. And it's open to the public, right? I mean, it's not just for Girl Scouts, as I understand it, like anyone can go and sort of see this fantastic new space
1: correct it is it's it's designed for girl scouts but we're open to the public so we have sort of retail hours and it's a very much a retail space we're between a Torchy's Tacos and a spa and there's a gelato Um, the shop there in in our development. So it's very family friendly. Folks can come in, um, meet with, if they have a girl that they're interested in becoming a member, we can talk to the parent or caregiver while the girl is doing some programming. If you don't have girls, if you've got kids, still come on in. Um, We want to be a good neighbor. We want to be a part of the community. So um, one day a month, we're having family fun days. The first one is in April. Those will be open to families with with all of their kids to come and experience um, Girl Scouting. We'll have Programming for the April one, it'll be around um, Earth Day. We have the Forest Service coming to speak. Um, so we'll be doing every single month, sort of a themed day that we're inviting um, all families to come in
0: and engage with us. And I understand this is so this is the first. How did you how did you get the Primo spot? You yeah. know, there in terms of the lineup of what's planned for Girl Scouts nationwide.
1: Well, it started about two years ago when we were trying to think of new ways to engage girls, our current members, as well as, as invite new girls in to have them experience Girl Scouting. And sometimes that's hard because it does have happen at the troop level. So you can't take a girl somewhere and say, here, this is what it looks like. You can't take a donor somewhere and say, here, this is what it looks like. So we were thinking about a physical space. In our minds, we were calling it a Girl Scout community center. We weren't quite sure. Um, And then Girl Scouts at the national level, GSUSA. um, Some of our contacts there, one in particular who oversees property for GSUSA, happens to live in Denver. And I was talking to her about this idea. And she said, I can't believe this because we're having very similar conversations at the national level. So the fact that we were both thinking this way and that Ann Smith, who runs property at the national level, lives here in Denver, the stars just aligned and we were able to partner on this very first one because we were ready to go. She was ready to go Um, having it so close by she could help oversee construction. So it was great for us because they had done the research with girls to see what girls wanted. They had done the research with parents. They had done the design, um, the architectural renderings, all of that so that we were able to come in and partner on it and share the expense and share the load of getting it up and running.
0: Well, I'm excited about this. And again, like I said, I can't wait to um, visit it myself. And congratulations to you, Leanna, and for the Girl Scouts of Colorado to have this fantastic space. You know, um, I've read through some of your previous interviews that you've done. One of the quotes that you put out there what, that I that resonated with me, at Girl Scouts, we are building the leaders of tomorrow. Um, how are you doing that? Oh my goodness.
1: So, Girl Scouts, like I say, it is everything we do is girl led. So, that seems like a little thing, but when a troop leader puts out to their girls, what do you want to do? The girls figure that out. Girls decide, a troop leader I was talking to the other day said that their girls decided they wanted to do outdoor adventures. So, they arranged to do ice climbing on a frozen waterfall in the Colorado Mountains. Oh my goodness. I mean, I never would dream of something like that. And the fact that they figured it out, they identified it, they did the planning, they did the logistics. And then they went and did this amazing outdoor activity. That's just one of the types of things that girls can do within Girl Scouts. We have th- hundreds of badge and patch programs with curriculums attached. So whether girls are interested in outdoor adventure, whether they're interested in robotics or coding or anything STEM related, um, forensic science, criminology. Um, we have a, a an aerospace um a symposium going on for our girls in Colorado Springs in a couple of weeks, and we just sold it out today. So anything that girls are interested in, they can experience through Girl Scouts, and they do so surrounded by other girls. So it's a safe environment where they can take risks, and we really encourage them to take, take risks. There's always an adult there who's monitoring and making sure that, that everything is going as it should, But we encourage them to try and fail and to to try new things. So all of that leads to these girls um, really developing that courage and confidence and character that is what we need in our leaders of tomorrow.
0: Well, how about like confidence building? I mean, all of those things strike me as the things that build independence, risk-taking you mentioned, and confidence. And certainly we know that women's in their um, career journeys who are either dropping out or not taking the next step or not um, achieving at the same levels of whether it's pay parity um, or the like confidence is often um, looked to as one of those factors. So what are the key things that you look to build in terms of characteristics of Girl Scouts that you think prepare them for their leadership journeys in the future?
1: Sure. Let me give you an example of one girl in particular. Her name is Rachel and she's nine years old and she lives in Colorado Springs. I met Rachel two years ago and I've gotten to know her and her mom. And her mom told me she was, as I was as well, a painfully shy little girl. I mean, just just to the point of it, um, of being uncomfortable in terms of your shyness. And she started to sell cookies um, about three, three, four years ago. And talking to adults, telling them about her goals, um, telling them about uh, what she wants to achieve, what she wants to do with her money, just that continual opportunity to, to take that leadership. And it's it's selling cookies, but on it that's what it is on its surface. But it really is running your own small business. So every time Rachel went out there and sold another package of cookies, it builds that confidence. And now this girl will not take no for an answer. She was our top cookie seller in the state last year. She sold more than six thousand packages of cookies. We invited her to speak at one of our Women of Distinction events. She stood up um, in front of eight hundred people and spoke for, for five minutes. It was amazing. And she was scared. I mean, she told me I'm scared. I'd be scared. (laughs) And I love the fact that she was scared, but she did. Um, She had her cheat sheet. She had little smiley faces to remind herself to smile. And the fact that she could do that and tackle it and take it on. That's what we, that's what our girls do. Um, And it builds on itself. So, you know, they're, they're doing this program or this program and it may seem like a little thing in itself, but every time they do it, it builds that confidence and that self assurance, um, and it just it gets to the point where it becomes natural for them, and and that that just is huge because these girls can go into the future being able to take on anything head on like that.
0: Well, it's it, that that feeling of um, just power at a young age and, you know, what to do with it um, and how to wield it, you know, and experiencing it, those are great experiences. Let's talk about some of the issues that girls are facing. I mean, we're all in our phones. Um, You know, I don't know what the lift, uh, you know, we're tracking how much we're lifting our phones or whatever. The CDC just came out with a report in February, a devastating report where nearly three in five of uh, teen girls are feeling persistently sad or hopeless. Um, And that's double what it is for boys of a similar age. Mm -hmm. We've got a 60% increase in terms of depression um, levels, is just at the highest level ever for this demographic. So what are some of these issues that you're seeing in terms of the mental health issues of young girls? Um, and how does Girl Scouts help with that?
1: Right. And that report was just devastating to see. It's it's so heartbreaking. Um, and I do think Girl Scouts can be one of the solutions. Certainly, it's, it's a multi-layered uh, problem and issue. Um, That said, I think if girls go into, say, their middle school years surrounded by the sisterhood of support, already sure of themselves, already with confidence, already knowing what healthy relationships look like, um, a positive body image, knowing how to advocate for themselves and others, which are the things that we teach our girls, if they can go into those difficult years with, with that around them and the scaffolding to take them through those challenging years, that certainly helps. Um, We have also launched a statewide mental wellness initiative um, with the support of the Anschutz Foundation uh, that is programming and curriculum for our girls based on their age level. So for our littlest girls, they are learning about a rainbow of feelings and that there's no such thing as a a wrong feeling, but but here's how you might might, um, face those feelings that are more challenging for you. For our older girls, it's body image. It's what does a healthy relationship look like? And this program um, culminates each year with a Sisterhood of Support retreat that we do at one of our camp properties in Bailey, Colorado. Uh, and it also has wraparound training for our volunteers. We don't expect our volunteers and troop leaders to be mental health experts, but to give them some training on what to look for and questions to ask and how to build support. And I just think there's being part of something bigger than yourself, being a part of a sisterhood of support where you have that built in support system can be huge for these girls. So so keeping them with us through those difficult years and, and providing that scaffolding for them to continue to be successful and to know that they have a family they can lean on in addition to their own family, uh, their Girl Scout family, I think can be huge for them.
0: I love these, uh, just like these are very comforting terms, a sisterhood of support, a rainbow of feelings, just to sort of like be inclusive yeah. um, in nature and also probably give tools and things to fall back upon when all girls um, are facing just the natural issues of growing up, but also dealing with the influence of social media um, and, and um, just, you know, what marketing looks like. You know, Leanna, as we close out on this conversation, sort of two things, the first First one, I'd just like to ask you is, you know, in the next year or a couple of years, what do you see? What are your aspirations and goals for the Girl Scouts of Colorado, for the Dream Lab? Um, If you could just like, what what would be something that you would just be most happy with in the years to come?
1: So we um, plan to open additional Dream Labs around the state. We are statewide. So we're we're working out the kinks on this one. We've been open for a week and a half. So getting the Dream Lab really up and running, seeing more girls in there, seeing girls just thrive in there, and then taking those learnings and duplicating that, replicating that elsewhere in the state is a priority for us. Continuing our mental wellness initiative and looking for other ways like that, that we can ensure we're being relevant to today's girls and to the issues that they face. Um, we have so much programming and so many partners who want to be involved and engaged with our girls that it really feels like we're, we're doing the right things to support them. So bringing more girls into the fold and, and bringing more girls of color into the Girl Scouts community, um, all of those are priorities for us going forward.
0: Well, those are fantastic priorities. Leanne, as we close out just your last best closing advice for young girls who are out there, what do you say to them? Oh my goodness,
1: I had a good friend once tell me that sometimes you you have to leave base camp to find the trail, which is a great <laughs> Colorado hiking metaphor for sometimes you just have to wade in, you have to take a risk. You don't maybe you don't know all you need to know, maybe you're not sure of yourself, but you just have to go for it. So teaching our girls to go for it and to take that risk and to believe in themselves and believe in that support system around them. I know that's one thing that's really um served me well in my career. And it's something that I tell our girls that uh, I think will serve them well as well.
0: Well, I am so encouraged and inspired to just, you know, hear you and to know what you're doing, you know, both in Colorado and then obviously with the national organization um, across the nation for girls. So thank you so much for that. This has been a fantastic, inspiring women conversation. I have been speaking with Leanna Clark. Leanna, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: This has been an episode of Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We are produced by Kate Cruz at Executive Podcast Solutions. More episodes can be found on inspiringwomen.show. I am Lori McGraw, and thank you for listening.